All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to F3 Podcast, another episode or video this time with an audio as well. So, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on your audio source, then welcome to the welcome to the you know the episode. I got Nick with me today. He's been on previous episodes. You know, we got a lot to talk about, man. Got a lot to talk about, but yeah, we do. Th- this this uh, we're gonna focus mostly on. I, I called it backpacking through life when I sent you the prompt, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna move the camera over here so I feel like I'm looking at you. I want to be able to engage with that yeah. contact. But yeah, so I wrote a little thing about this not too long ago. Well, backpacking through life, but to like essentially to to sum it all up, it's kind of like I feel like life as itself we can we can put into this metaphor of like a backpack journey. Mm. You know, because uh, like let's say you like as you start through life, you kind of you know you're traversing through an adventure kind of like backpacking through like the wilderness or like through mountains or whatever it is yeah you know? so like as you're as you're doing that i feel like i've been thinking about like i'm reflecting like what is these things that i'm still carrying on my back because you know they have that expression you know there's so much weight on my shoulders or i feel like there's so much i'm, I'm carrying so much baggage you know so i was thinking about that and i was like yo like as you know we start off through life it's kind of like you know, like, like, let's say like you start off as a regular dude, you're just like, oh, I'm going to go backpacking, you have a regular backpack, t-shirts and shorts, maybe a hoodie, you know, you go through life. And then as you do in backpacking, you know, you kind of learn what you need to, how was the word to like match your environment, I guess you could say, Yeah. you know, and that's something that I was really reflecting on the other day. And I know that, you know, obviously we'll keep it, we'll keep it DL, but I know that we're both have been going through a lot of life changes, you know, and moments like that where you kind of have to deal with those like life epiphanies. Yeah. You kind of realize like, oh, what the hell is in my backpack? You know? Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, like, like for you, like, like if like, like, how do I explain like, like if I define living life, like a long backpack journey, like, like how's your journey been for you? Like, what is, what are you putting in your, what have you been putting in your backpack lately? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like expanding on that, like, it, if you think about it more like like even more literally right when you go mm-hmm. backpacking and you're let's say you're hiking up to the top mountain to camp right it's just mm-hmm. not it's not just a straight path up you're going to be going like you're going to be going up and you go back down you go left right you know there's all these ways before you get up and yeah. when you're backpacking right you you need you need a lot of stuff to like you know survive but you also if you carry too much it's going to weigh you down it's going to slow you down it's going to take forever for you to get to the top like let's say the top is like in like metaphorically it's a goal that you're trying to achieve or physically it's like you know the viewpoint up top where you can like go relax and camp and all that Mm -hmm. so the way i see it in life there's things like you know along the way you're gonna have to leave some things behind and you know it's it all depends on the path you take and how you decide to like go about it yeah dude like 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 like, you know you did the whole thing about like traversing up and down and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i was also thinking about it too when I was writing, I, cause I, I kind of have like a, I have a monologue. Cause I have this idea where I was going like, to essentially with this topic, this is a topic that I've been writing about lately and something about it that I wanted to do was I wanted to, you ever watch the show scrubs? Yes. I have, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched okay. it. Since it yeah. Well, just in general, like, you know, like at the end of the, at the end of the episode, they generally have a monologue written like by, you know, some character and there's like things in the background going on and they're doing a voiceover work. Yeah. So I wrote this thing down about it. Oh, let me see if I can find it. But essentially, it's kind of like it, it was getting more to the more detail on that where it's like 
like I said earlier, like you start off backpacking and it's like, you don't know what to expect. And then as you go on, you pick up these things along the way, but like you also learn like how to, you know, adapt to your environment. Like, like I said earlier, like, so for example, you, you learn to wear a helmet when climbing mountains, you know, yeah. it could be, could be like metaphorically speaking, be like, you learn to like, you know, put your wall up a little bit when you're traversing through, you know, when you're climbing up things, you know, to put a little, you know, keep your guard up a little bit, like kind of, kind of like juxtapose the helmet to, to, you know, putting your wall up, your guard up, you know, yeah. not letting yourself be too trusting of the situation. And yeah. then, you know, as you're backpacking, you know, that during this time of the month, it's going to be cold. So, you know, what to wear a jacket and, you know, I, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of feel like as we learn to do that stuff, even though we're doing that, sometimes we feel like we have it so comfortable, like we know what we're doing so much that all of a sudden when we get to the top of that mountain and we reach like a plateau and we've just been traversing on top of that mountain, when we look and we realize that the only way to go to the next level is down. See, I'm getting yeah. only, the only way to get to the next level is you got to go down. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes in life we have to fall to, you know, pick ourselves back up. Yep. You realize like this, that I, you have too much, you know, going on too much in our bags, you know, yeah. to like to carry, you know, and I feel like, I feel like sometimes, sometimes we don't even know that we have some of this baggage until we really reach, you know, you ever have those moments where you're cleaning out, like, I don't know, back in high school, cleaning yeah. out your backpack and you reach into your backpack and you're like, you're like, well, I didn't even know I had this here. Or you maybe have things in some, you have some things in pockets that you didn't even know were there. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's kind of how life is, you know? I mean, like for, for us, like, you know, I mean, everyone's going through something, you know, but is there any, like, like when it comes to like really searching, like, I don't know how, I don't know on your journey, how much you've, you've soul searched or even just taking time to personally clean out your backpack. But do you have anything like, like for me, for example, I got like some things that I wanted to get out of my backpack that I needed to take out was um, feeling like I was taking everything a little too personal. You know, yeah. I feel like I was taking everything and I was holding too much. Um, what's the word? I was giving too much power and too much, um, nostalgia to things mm -hmm. i was keeping it in my bag i was putting it in my pockets you know and i had to yeah. let it go and only keep the things that really mattered you know like as as you've been going through just life in general like has there anything has there been anything lately that you feel like you are letting go of, of your backpack or do you feel like you've slowly started taking pieces of it out of your backpack or anything like that like like anything you feel like you just need to let go to like feel like you can traverse down this hill, you know, a little bit smoother. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's, it's not as much like completely just getting rid of things, but kind of reprioritizing things, you know, like mm -hmm. when you're backpacking, there's a lot of things that you need, but the way you pack it, for example, right. Let's say you're going backpacking for a day. Mm -hmm. If you put your like water and snacks at the bottom of the bag and a pack while you're like clothes, blankets on top. Right. Then every time you need to get your essentials, you're going, you have to unpack everything and repack everything. So for me, it's kind of just reorganizing my priorities, trying to figure out what I really like, like value is important. Yeah. And so to do that, I've been kind of taking it, you know, it's, it's just like backpacking again, right? You take it one step at a time. You can't just go from like right from the ground to the you're, like top of the mountain, right? Yeah. It's going to be one step at a time. And you, everyone knows like backpacking or just hiking in general, it's not easy. You get tired along the way. It's exhausting, but. You just got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time until you, you know, finally get there. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I, yeah. I hope, like, you know, like, and also through like journeys, you know, you ever, you know, there's hitchhikers, there's people that are going like, to help you get there. Yeah. And like, um, 
but uh but yeah like so getting like i feel like when we're backpacking you know like hitchhikers we end up finding someone that's going to help us get through to the next place people that are going to help us get to the next destination whether it's um friends family um you know sick for another but i know that something new that i did that helped me get to a certain a big point in my life was therapy yeah and for you i know that this is an adventure for you that you just are getting familiar with you know but like I feel like a lot of people have this misconception that therapy, that therapy fixes everything. Like I feel like the people think that therapy is like an instant. Like oh, if I go to like I feel like there's two ways. I feel like people think if you go to therapy, one that person must be like super weak, and that two that if you do end up being that person in therapy, that when you attend your meeting, that this person is going to like cure all of your like insecurities or you know you overthink all of that's going to be gone. But you know. Like, how was your experience with it? Like, how, what was your idea going into it? And what's your idea now being a couple, you know, I won't say how long, but doing it for some time, yeah. you know, what's your view on it now? Like, how do you think about it? So when I first started, right, so um, the first lady that I was with, I, she didn't seem to, like, I mean, I know, you know, like you're saying, I definitely realized it's not like a, it's not like an answer or a solution that they just, you know, make everything disappear like magic, but the first one did not help at all. It was kind of like, I mean, kind of like I just told her what I felt and she just kind of uh-huh. agreed with it. And so oh, wow. after I, you, you've had multiple ones already. Yeah. Well, so I'm on my second one right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. the first one I had awesome. for a couple of weeks, but like, I just, I just knew it wasn't the right one. It wasn't yeah. helping me at all. It wasn't Great. connecting. So you just like, you know, yeah. I just knew I had to switch it up. So I ended up yeah. reaching out to someone else and yeah. That's you can tell. Thing. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, most from what I've heard from like my friends that do it and stuff too, like, a lot of the time the first one is not going to be the one that like suits your personality right everyone has a different method different like psychological approach on how they want to like you know reach out to you or like try to help yeah. you through the problems yeah yeah definitely so the second one um that i went to she the first time i talked to her like i just knew it was the one she was way different the, um the way she approached things and like uh, tried to you know help me get through it it was definitely way different and i can tell that it was definitely going to be my like the way i do things because i mean it's not just the way that the therapist does it but every person has a different way that they process heal and you know they want to get through things so it's it's very you know unique to each person and each therapist yeah yeah definitely i mean i, I for me like my first one well granted i i granted i i stayed with my first one um because i didn't know that the company that we work for offered yeah. at the time yeah so when i went to my first one and i stayed with her i I ended therapy with both my therapists i was taking i had two therapists the one Mm -hmm. that i would see once every once or twice a month depending Mm -hmm. and then one the one from the company i work with i see like every week yeah you you can know you can definitely tell the difference between each one and for me you know with the first one i don't know about you but like i i was i myself I, I had no right, but I was like heavily judging my therapist when I first met her. I was like, yeah. I was like telling her like, you know, cause you first go in like, you, I mean, I don't know how, what, like for me, an example, when I first got into therapy, my first appointment, I remember being so kind of done with where I was in life that I was after a couple minutes of in, you know, talking about my, cause the reason I went was because I was, for me, it was getting so bad to the point where my, my mental health was depleting so much. I was uh, starting to have like uh, I was hallucinating and here. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you got to get in now. So I went there and yeah. that, that was her first thing that she went to talk to me about. Like, what are you doing? What are you seeing? Get to know that. And then after a while, since I was so down in the dumps of everything, I was so open to telling her almost like, not even almost, almost like, I want to say like 90% of everything going on in my life. Yeah. You know? 
And for me, it was kind of a hit or miss for a while because she'd be telling me things. I'm like, oh, I don't really, I don't really want to get told methods. I want yeah. you to solve it. What do you mean? <laughs> What is this drawing on a whiteboard going to help me with? Tell me what to do. Like, what do yeah. I say? What do I do? You know, and then like, and there were times when, my, when one of my therapists, they, like, they were the ones that would always be, they were the ones that are always assuring. So there was like, you're doing great. You're doing this. You know, you're always like that. And, you know, when it came to feedback, it was always like, a, here's a handout. Or here's a paper. Here's a piece of paper. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've physically gone to one yet, but they're like, here's a piece of paper of ten different ways you can, you can calm down, right? And I was like, am I gonna read this? Like, like third parts of me was like, I don't know if I want to read this. You know, then as it yeah. got worse for me, and I saw that I can get a second opinion from someone for free. Yeah, you know, I went there, and that person, like that person the reason why i knew i vibe with that therapist a lot more and her and i communicate through email pretty often we became pretty mm-hmm. um pretty close um even after my my trial with her ended um was that she would call me out like i don't know if your therapist has ever done that but i'll be talking like stop, stop. you did what and i'll tell her what i did and then she'll be like why and i'll be like well i feel like this is not and then they'll be like don't you see that you're the problem in this situation i'll be like whoa are you supposed to be on my side or are you on their side? Cause I'm coming to you for help. I'm feeling yeah. attacked right now. And she'd be like, well, I'm here to help you see clearly. You know, I feel like that's the overall premise. They want you to help, you know, guide or at least open your perspective to things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because going to these, to these two different therapists that I have this, this um, heavy, like really like appreciation for being able to open up, open up and like see a different perspective, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't know, like, is that the case? Like how's like for your therapist, do you, uh, have you, do you see them being more of like the assuring or the assertive type of like therapy for you? And what do you think like for you personally has been helping you the most? So I think similar to your experience, my first one was a lot like that. Whatever I'd say to kind of just be like, like here's like coping mechanism you can do this you can do that Mm -hmm. and like a lot of it was stuff i already knew she was like you know like in my situation like you know what's going on so she was just like yeah it's your choice you just need to move on you gotta like when she's telling me stuff that like everyone tells me like even my friends and it was like oh man yeah i was like that doesn't help me at all and like even like when i would tell her stuff she'd just kind of be like "Uh uh-huh and just agree wouldn't really like you know say anything or call me out on anything so i was Mm -hmm. just like it didn't really feel like it felt like a friend just listening to me and not knowing what to say kind of like that so but with the, my second one she definitely like called me out she'll be like okay do you see what you do that did there and like do you see what happened there and so she definitely like can analyze more and like point mm-hmm. out it, or even like doesn't even have to point out to just question me and then i'll come to a realization and see like damn how did i not see that yeah like dude like I, when i first got into the therapy i was such like I, like my confidence level was so like my, like, my insecurities was just high i remember when i first would get called out i'd be like oh my god this this hurts you know but after a while i would just come to her and be like tell me what i'm doing wrong like what <laughs> yeah. tell me i want to know give it to me straight am i crazy <laughs> am i stupid do what do i do wrong you know and there are times where you know there's there's some therapy there uh, there's some therapists out there just uh, i'll just literally sit there and when you vent, they'll just be like, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Oh, all right. You know, the typical, like, oh, how does that make you feel, you know? And there's some that yeah. just, like, you know, really go there, you know? But, you know, and I think I think besides being in there, like, you know, the, the topic, like, I was talking, like, I'm going to, like, get back to thinking, you know, the subject of people thinking, like, going into therapy is an automatic fix. Like, I feel like 80% of the work 
maybe maybe seventy percent of the work of getting better from doing this is is being able to keep yourself accountable when you're not in a session. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, and that's no, really that's hard. True. And that's yeah. really hard because you can once you once you become self. I forgot the term of it. Um, self. I think it's like I think it's a uh, like something functioning, something like that. Mm-hmm. But once you be able once you're able to function knowing what you're doing is wrong it kind of plays a lot because you have this feeling of of knowing that what you're doing is wrong but you still doing it knowing it's wrong but still knowing that you like for some reason you just can't stop yeah you know like like it'll be like a situation where it's like in your head as you're doing this thing that you know you should be doing you know as you're acting out doing whatever it is you're doing in your head you're like this shouldn't this isn't right i know better than this and then but you still do it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like learn, having to keep up with that, you know, like, like in the mind, like the, the worksheets, you know, I was making fun of them, but some of, you know, some of them I really learned from and I really take it to heart. But like, like I said, like the work you do outside of, of therapy really is the, the main difference between whether or not it is worth it or not. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that's the biggest misconception because I see a lot of people that just think that a therapist is like someone that's gonna do it for you. But the hardest part is leaving that and being told and seeing clear like for like an I don't know how long I don't know how long sessions are usually for for you, but like an hour or so maybe. Yeah, like an hour. Like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah. You know, of you know, for forty five minutes to an hour a week, essentially, you have the ability to share everything in your mind. And then also get feedback from someone that does know, does not know your family, does not know your friends, your significant yeah. other, your coworker. They don't know no one. They just know you. Yeah. They're basing it all of whatever you tell them. And you have that unbiased, which is great, unbiased opinion and unbiased feedback. But for you to hang up that call or walk out of that office and to continue to, you know, keep up with what you're doing is, is so hard. I mean, like what's it like how are you doing that <laughs> i know it's I yeah know, I, like you know it's kind of hard to do but like like how's that been for you like do you ever have those yeah. moments where you're like man i just talked about this in therapy i'm doing it again yeah you know? no i mean like the way i see it it's you have an hour with them and like usually for me like that hour i feel like all like i feel like i know what i'm doing i'm like oh yeah you know this is so easy like you know like why is it so hard for me to do and like during that one hour session like everything feels like you know okay i got this but then as soon as you leave it, it's everything kind of just hits you again. And like, yeah. you, you, you don't have that person with you. And so now you got to try to remember everything that you've talked about and like, you know, do it by yourself. So yeah. at the end of the day, it did like, doesn't matter who, who says it, like your therapist, your friends, like you, anyone can give you advice. They can tell you what you think you should do, or even you can know what you should do, but it's, you got to put in the effort to actually like commit to it and do it. You know, like it doesn't yeah. matter how many people tell you to do it, how many people try to force you at the end of the day, it all comes down to you and your will to like, you know, go through with it. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's, I feel like that, I feel like as you get older, speaking from someone like me, who's feeling very old at 27, <laughs> after 20, I feel very old already. I know I'm, I'm, I'm stupid to some people. <laughs> like, after some time, you kind of reflect, like, 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 I think the biggest moments that help um, keep you grounded are the moments where you have the ability to reflect on what you've done. You know, really be able to reflect, like, like, like the, like I, I think it was, 
I don't know if it's just right now or maybe the other day, but I was listening to the song. Um, I was listening to the to, to photograph by Ed Sheeran. You know, you know yeah. that song? I was listening mm-hmm. to the song and I was like, wow, this song is so sad, you know? And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, like photographs, notes, Instagram pictures, Snapchat story, memories, things like that. They, they you know, the, the ability to capture a moment essentially so powerful because in those moments, like you can look at a picture and in those moments, we weren't, you know, we weren't, well, for the most part, you know, generally speaking, we weren't sad. Yeah. You know, and we weren't going through the, the feelings we're going through now. And to look at this, like, wow, in this exact moment, I wasn't, you know, for lack of a better word, broken. Yeah. You know, but then I think when you reach the moment, when you look at these pictures and you look at yourself and you're able to laugh at some of the things, because I was going through old conversations that I was having with some friends, some people in my, you know, people who are no longer in my life. I was going through, I was clearing my email, my, my inbox. Mm-hmm. I was clearing 56,000 emails the other day. <laughs> and I saw that I had some conversations with people that were still saved in there. And I was going through it. And I was looking at how I was replying to these people and how I was acting. And I was like, wow, I can't believe people actually thought I was like, a, like, I felt so like, I was like, damn, I'm a head ass. They're like, like, it was so embarrassing to look at how I was talking to people yeah. and to see how I was, to see how personal I was taking things and to see how much of the people I was expecting through these emails or like, old snapchats and stuff mm-hmm. you know and it's funny because you're like you know like i said like i look at it now and i was just like wow that i would be embarrassed i would know i would leave past me in the background if i acted like this yeah you know like you i think as we get more and more wisdom from what we're experiencing you know as the days you know obviously it starts off very hard when you hit when you hit when you hit that rock bottom it hurts like hell but I feel like as the weeks go by and even the months go by, you know, they do like you've been going through a life change in yourself. Do you do you feel like you have these moments where you're like, damn, that was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why so, did I, you know? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like connecting this back to like backpacking, right? Yeah. So let's say it's your first time ever backpacking. You go with what you think you need, like the bare essentials. You know, it's your first time. You don't know what you're going to need. So let's say maybe you forgot to bring like bug spray, right? You go backpacking, you're getting like bit by like, you know, mosquitoes and all that. And then let's say you like stub your toe on a rock and then you cut your hand on a branch, right? Your first time you're making all these mistakes, but then second time through, you're going to be like, okay, I need band-aids. I need like, you know, I need bug spray. And then the second, and then when you go the second time, you're going to, you know, like, be like oh i ran out of water maybe i should have brought more water so every time you do something you always like you learn and then you adopt and the next time you're better right so i think the same thing with life so you like hindsight is 2020 like when you look back and you be like you, you're always going to be like oh why didn't i do that or that was so stupid you're always going to reflect and be like dang you know i don't know why i did that but that's what you learn from like you can't live life without pain and hurt and like mistakes right that's what you learn from that's how you get stronger it's it you have to have something to compared to right because if you're always just like oh you know i'm perfect then why would you grow or like there's no reason for you to change if everything's perfect but that's not how life is and that's why you know i think that's why there's always going to be hurt pain and there's going to be mistakes that you make it's just meant to be it's inevitable you know yeah you know it's cheesy but it's like a glow stick doesn't glow until you break it you know (laughs) you know (laughs) you know something like that and and nothing nothing i feel like nothing feels more um shoot what's the word like like 
nothing feels more refreshing than feeling yourself let go and understanding, like being able to understand of why things are happening. Like yeah. those little glimpses you get of like, okay, this happened because of this, or this happened because of that, or being able to know that maybe you don't even need an explanation for some moments. You know, yeah. that, that feeling of a lot of, like you can feel like, you know, just talking about me, you feel like things just like lift off your chest. Mm-hmm. you know in those moments you know and i feel like i feel like that's like i said like earlier that that starts really close to home with accepting that life isn't fair yeah you know, i feel like we live in a world where we try our best to live our best life we're yeah. always trying to yellow everything and i feel like whatever we see on the screen and what we hear from people is to always like happy go lucky kind of a situation you know yeah that when we end up in situations where there's conflict or um, something, you know, doesn't go as planned, we're so easily quick to either not know how to respond or to respond incorrectly to the situation, you know? So, yeah. So the way I see things, like there's two ways, like for me, like the, when I think about social media, people only post the good things on it, right? It's only when they're happy, only when they're going out, only when they're like having fun, you know, doing something that they want to show off to everyone else. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, they don't post pictures of them or like videos when they're like down or they're crying and where they're mm-hmm. alone. Like they don't want to show that they're weak. People want to only show their best moment, show that everything's okay. Yeah. And so there's that part of social media. But then like you said, you know, I, it's either that end or it's the other extreme. So like, for example, let's say like news, like, the only things they cover is like you know ba- like you know when things are bad like there's an accident there's an earthquake you know something's bad they rarely cover anything good so there's like two extremes to that yeah yeah definitely yeah. and i feel like and i feel like when there is that case of you know you get on the emo side of tiktok or the emo mm-hmm. side of, of instagram those people posting are posting a lot of them just post because they know that people who are sad are easily able to be marketed to because they know that they're they will like they'll believe anything that's why those that's why those damn people who do the tarot card readings on tiktok y'all need to stop okay stop telling me to manifest things that i know i shouldn't be manifesting okay (laughs) swear to god i've been going there there. how can 18 tarot card readers on tiktok tell me the same thing i don't don't know y'all tell me the same exact thing still hasn't happened yeah still hasn't i don't get it i have a false hope yeah, and you, all you Zodiac people, I mean, I believe in Zodiac. I'm cool about that, but don't yeah. be, I do you tell me the same exact thing to us, but yeah, like those people who are doing that, they know that, like, whatever, they know that people who are sad, that whenever there's anything that is an ounce relatable to them, they will claim it for them. Anything that brings yeah. up hope, anything that brings up hope, will, they'll claim to yeah. it, you know? And for me, like, I post content like that too, but not in the, not in the sense for people to, like, be taken advantage of. I post things that make like I'm not telling people like this is what's gonna happen. I'm telling people what I've been through, yeah. you know. And I feel like the genuine people are genuinely people out there who share their lows in order to show the people that being low is okay at the moment, and, you know, in in moments. But then at the same time, there are people who share their lows for the wrong reasons, and like that main reason being like they want attention, yeah. You know, and they, they people will post. People will post things expecting appreciation or gratitude or sympathy and empathy back from people. Yeah. And in reality, they don't really need it. You know, yeah. like I see people posting like humble bragging, you know, yeah. people posting like, oh, my beaver got a scratch. I'm like, yeah. cool for you, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> like no one cares. <laughs> like, you know, like people, be, be they reach. And I feel like 
to take this back into interpersonal level, I feel like misery always loves company. So I feel like when people hurt, they attract other people that are hurt, you know, as well. So when you get into relationships, friendships, whatever you call it with people who are finding your hurt to be something drawn into, I feel like it just creates an environment where two people are hurting. And I love saying this, but two broken hearts still don't make a whole, you know? So whether it's a friendship, or a career that you aren't really into, or maybe a career that's treating you wrong, when you go into it half-heartedly, expecting for this to cure the other half, you're not, you're, it's, you, you'll never find a completed heart or love in that situation because there's yeah. always going to be a piece missing, you know? God damn, I get so deep sometimes, man. no it's definitely true like i mean i understand the aspect of like when you're hurting you and you feel alone you want that company you want the you know the affirmation like the support but there's a point where it's like you know yes you do need it but like the way you go about doing it is also you know very like critical to that yeah yeah and i think also for this big um at least i've seen that there's a big gap between like again men and women right or like guys and girls like i feel like girls are it's so easy for them to show emotions but for guys they're still like that very big yeah. like stereotype that guys are you know they don't cry they're not emotional they don't care they just like you know they like cars they work out and it's kind of very standardized for them yep yep i, I agree with that 100 i feel like just i like no it's it's I, I don't i hate how it's been an excuse for if that like if you act like for example if a girl is acting emotionally or verbally aggressive towards a guy it's oh my god look at her go off you know but if a guy were to do it to a girl it's oh my god he's abusive yeah you know and obviously there's cases where that is you know obviously i'm not trying to downplay anything but the way that we look at gender roles even though uh anyways that's a different topic but like gender roles is like it plays a lot you know for for you and i we're two guys in our early you're in your early 20s i'm in my later 20s and for us to be openly talking about mental health alone is breaking a stigma, you know, and for, but for us to come from families and for us ourselves to be like minorities, that also is a stigma, you know, that, that people create or, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, it's like, like there is this, there's this, I don't, I didn't know they're famous, but they're on my 40 page, this TikTok and YouTube couple broke up apparently. And they're the, the people were going crazy about it because they're like, why is the guy posting that he's hanging out with his friends? Why is the guy posting that he's going on drives and he's not posting, uh, uh, he's not posting anything to address the drama or address how he's sad or anything like that. And it's like, it's like, as a dude, we're already, we're already kept to, you know, our own set of high standards. Women have their own set of standards that people keep up to them. But I feel like guys are held up to their own particular standards, you know, whether it's to be the provider, whether it's been, whether it's to be the breadwinner, obviously of everything, the defender, the, the fighter, all that stuff. We're, we're, we're looked at to be mentally strong all the time. Yeah. So obviously when things go, you know, chaotic, we don't want to, react in a way that makes us feel like we're bre- we're breaking our our yeah. um, you know our manhood or whatever it is you know yes. that, that's why like when it, when you meet when people meet someone like, you know when people meet dudes that are like openly emotionally it's it's a lot of like whoa dude like you know it's either well that's weird you know but like most of the time it's like whoa dude like you're someone i can talk to you become that friend yeah. i want to talk to because you know they know that you're yeah emotionally you know accepted of that but <laughs> i feel like also like with cultures too you know, like in a lot of, a lot of, like in Asian culture, Hispanic cultures, I know like 
guys are meant to be like you know the, you know all like everything that is looked at in hollywood as cute is supposed to be stupid and like cheesy yeah they don't do it you know affection is uh, overly affectionate dumb being super romantic is dumb, all this stuff like it's supposed to be like out the window yeah so when you when you're growing up in, in the world we live in now where you're more able to express yourself you know openly yeah. i feel like the, the challenge is there for when you're in a situation like let's say for example we go into a situation where things start falling apart you don't you don't know how to react because there's a stigma that you're trying to not you know stick to because you don't want to be that guy yeah or, you know i don't want to be that guy but at the same yeah, exactly. time deep inside you're like but in this moment i am that guy yeah <laughs> and they're like you know like i don't know it's just such a it's such a different thing you know and especially with age playing into the into the thing yeah a lot of stereotypes at least here i feel like in in you know the u.s i feel like the created stigma for people with their you know everyone i feel is always going to be put into a box there's always yeah. going to be an ism like an age ism or colorism there's even you know within races there's colorism you know there's every yeah. there's always a box that people are getting put into as much as we want to break free of the box, I feel like it's hard to do so, you know? And I guess I'm, so to get back to, to back on track on that, it's like when we, when I, you go through situations, it's like, how do I act? You know? Cause you don't know, like, you don't even know how to, you know, that's why some people feel like they don't know who they are, you know, because when we end up trying to figure out who we are, we don't know if we are who we think we are or who we think people have told us, we are you know yeah exactly I, I don't know man what do you think i mean that's a top I would, top i just throwing on you man i know it's a lot like yeah you have any, that's throwing <laughs> on you man yeah no i mean i don't know how to approach that because i mean it, i have a lot of thoughts it's just hard to get into words because like yeah yeah no no yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot it's yeah because you don't know especially how old are you 20 20 20 yeah, dude. When once you turn eight, like, see, like for me, I'm a old. Ah, dude, I, I feel old. Okay, whatever. I keep saying it. I feel, old. you know, my knees don't work the same. You know, I, it's hard. To, it's hard to find. You know, if yeah. I drop a pen on the floor, I'll probably leave it there. You know, <laughs> no, it's it's a different story. But like, like, like I remember when I was when I so like when I was eighteen. As a you know, when I was eighteen, I was like, oh, I'm legal now. And then I turned twenty one. I was like, I can drink now. But then being able to do those things, you look at where you are now in life, like for me, 27, and you're just like, wow, like everything I did was because it's what society, you know, told me to. I drank at yeah. 21 because what people told me to. I did this in high school because what people told me to do. I did this because it's what my family wanted to do. I ignored that because it's what my friends told me to ignore. But then I'm looking back and I'm like, yo, I'm never going to watch Daft Punk in concert. This is never going to happen. They broke up. It's never yeah. going to happen. You know, it's like, I'm never going to be able to watch artists. I like freaking when I was, I'm never going to be able to watch Whitney Houston in concert. You know, there's situations that you just miss out on because you're trying to live and fill in that, that life for other people. Yeah. And I feel like coming into age, you kind of realize like, you know, and, you know, and I feel like, I feel like what people need to do more now is to realize that age really is but a number in some cases. Mm -hmm. some people are always trying to like like for me i was someone who just a year and a half maybe even just a year ago i was someone that was like by 30 i need to be in my career with a wife and kid and i gotta have my own place that is not probably gonna happen 
<laughs> you know, like there's so much. Yeah, like, we put so much pressure of expectation of what we're told we should be at like a time. Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to like family or like where we see our other friends doing on social media. Like, wow, look at them, 27 years old, and she has a master's degree. She has a house, a boyfriend, and a dog together. Look at that, you know. And we hold ourselves to their standards, and we're not really paying attention to our own. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, for me, that's just my advice to you growing up. Yeah. Being, you know, especially with so much, you know, I feel like it's people say like, oh, being young, it was harder to grow up because we didn't have technology. I honestly feel it's harder to grow up now because everything you're doing feels like it has to be glamorized on the internet or something. I definitely people, agree with that. Or some people feel like there's so many like growing up back then. There's like no standard. Uh, you want to go? I want to go out and play kickball with us with a rock. Cool. People see, you know, you go outside now. You you probably you probably don't see you know mind COVID, but like it's different now you know like it's there's there wasn't there wasn't we, we were the generation where expectations were being created but they weren't expected you know nowadays for y'all for y'all like you know, like people who are 25 and younger 24 and younger y'all were coming in that you all growing up in age where there was like um like social media and all these different things to where roles routines roles routines well where are we at how are we at work where am i you know right <laughs> yeah sorry i just thought of i just thought of our manager when i said that <laughs> but uh but uh yeah you know you like you get you get held to this standard because there's so many things that have been developed for that time that create this blueprint of people that think it's a standard an ig model or this this and that whatever it is you know yeah. you have to follow but to those listening to those watching you know just because the internet says it's cool or your parents say it's cool or whatever it doesn't mean that it to you it has to be cool you know that's something i learned way too late in life yeah you know but but yeah man i mean like like moving forward to like to you know to kind of end it on a on on other on other notes you know well I know that you've been learning to do different types of, you know, we'll go back to the therapy thing, different types of things out there for you. Like, have you found a method out there that really helps you ground yourself, whether it's like driving late at night or walks or whatever, like what's a method for you that's been helping? I think kind of relating back to what you said about the TikTok couple that broke up and how Mm -hmm. the guy was posting about how he said, but you know, he was posting about how he was with friends and driving stuff. And I think it's Mm -hmm. the same for me. Like, I think the biggest thing that's been helping me is hanging out with friends for one. Cause you know, they support you. They're there for you. And like, you know, the way I see it, family does, isn't always just blood related. Right. That's, I mean, yes, you have blood family, but you've got the family to me is more than just blood related. You have people that will be there for you no matter what. And even though they're not blood related, even if you don't talk for like, you know, two years, there's going to be, you'll find, and if you haven't found them yet, you're going to find that person that's going to be there for you, like no matter what. And so mm-hmm. I feel like having someone like that, it definitely helps so like you know friends and then again yes driving is one of the biggest things for me or for me more riding my motorcycle but just it helps you clear your mind just blasting music you know singing at the top of your lungs just not giving a care in the world just kind of it just helps you like feel like you're in the moment and nothing else matters right now yeah. and then it's mostly just hobbies doing stuff that you love keeps you occupied and you're having fun that you don't need to worry about you know any any of other life's problems like in the moment yeah so, you know working out just things that distract you but also you know, are bettering you and helping you feel like release that emotion that yeah yeah definitely i feel like i feel like one topic of hobby like getting back into an old hobby 
it's one of the best feelings of being like whoa yeah. this is why i love this like i got yeah. back into pop rock music you know like like fallout boy i used yeah. to like them and i was always told oh that's stupid don't listen to that. i don't listen to that well so many people but now i don't really care so i just blast whatever music i want i got back yeah. into it i found new bands i was like bro this is this is amazing you know you kind of exactly. like you're finding part of yourself again so like you're yeah. picking yourself back up you know and i love that yeah yeah you know it's 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 great it's a great feeling I got speed round questions to take us out of here and just answer it right away. If I feel like there's a topic we should stop on and talk about for a little bit, we will. If not, we're just going to keep on going. We'll go to the outro. All right, man. All right. Speed round question number one. Are you a morning or night person? Definitely morning. Definitely morning. What's the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Uh, Check my phone. Check your phone. Mm, You got to change that, bro. You got to change that. All right. What's your favorite (laughs) movie quote? Take life a quarter mile at a time. Where's that from? I don't know if it's word by word, but it's from one of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, I was gonna and say I, Turbo. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And did you grow up watching Disney Channel? Yes, I did. Did you watch Lizzie McGuire? No. No. Okay. Never heard of that. Never heard of Lizzie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I tell you, I feel old. And you just have to end it with me feeling more old. Oh my god. Do you think the Disney shows I watched were like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? That was like my favorite, or like Zach and Cody, and then. Uh-huh. Uh, Austin and Allie, uh, uh, Good Luck Charlie. Those are like my Disney shows that were. Yeah. Okay, and last question: Once everything opens up again and you're able to go, where's the first place you're going? The gym. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you there, man. Yeah. I'll meet for... you there. All right. Now, well, uh, that's all for me, man. That's all. That's that's that episode, man. It was a long yeah. one. We talked a little bit. I talked a lot. <laughs> you know, but I was hoping that may- maybe maybe things you know maybe just this is a this is just a thing that helps your day and uh everyone who's listening just helps you feel more alleviated in life you know life's crazy everyone's everyone goes through stuff even random normal dudes like us on the internet you know so it's like just want to share that awareness dude but just want to say thanks for coming on i'll probably check in to the store in a little bit all right um, but but yeah man i'll go ahead and text you but thanks for coming on the show cool of course i'll okay. talk to you later michael no problem man i hope that uh hope that the next time we do this uh we can talk about how much you've leveled up in life because we all know <laughs> yeah you know, we know you're gonna be okay we know we all gonna be good it's always good at the end you know yeah exactly you know? <laughs> all right man well i'll talk to you cool. later bro all right see you later michael later man bye